Why is it so difficult to believe in God? Why do, why do I have such a tough time having faith? And how can I overcome my unbelief in God? Welcome to Simple Christians Podcast. I'm Dr. Ty, and I'm very glad you're here. I read this online recently. A gentleman said, I'm having trouble in my faith with Jesus. I've turned to Christianity when I was younger, but recently it's just been really difficult to keep it up. Is there any advice or prayer? Personally, I think that faith is both one of the greatest and most difficult things about being a Christian. Trusting in God when you can't see him, you can't really hear him, and you don't know for sure that he's there. But there are ways to do that. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Why doesn't God reveal himself to us? That's a big question. I, know, I have that question. Why doesn't he? Why doesn't he just show us that he's here? I've thought about that. And angels and demons know that God exists. They live with God. They see him. And yet there are still fallen angels. You know, Satan is the, one of the lead fallen angels. And so knowing that God is there may not strengthen our belief at all. I was told once that my Christianity was both a test and a testimony. And this is when I was a new Christian. And I don't know if it's exactly biblical or not, but it may be. Because if we look at Matthew, oh, which is it, 13 and 14, Matthew 7, 13 and 14, enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. And to me, that's the difference between going to heaven and going to hell. If you haven't listened to it, go to my last episode, number 11, the title of which is Why Serve in Heaven When You Can Rule in Hell. I talk a little bit more about hell in there. I'm not going to really talk about that today. But I do believe that maybe being here on earth is a bit of a test. God only wants people who are ready to give their lives to him. The angels were with him the whole time, and many of them still, I won't say many, I don't know how many, but at least some of them still fell, because we know that Satan isn't the only demon. I've heard people also say that I wish I was there during Jesus' time, because then it would have been so much easier to have faith. I look at Matthew seventeen twenty. The disciples had met up with a man whose child had been possessed by a demon since, for, I, I believe, since he was born. And they tried to cast the demon out, and they couldn't. And so Jesus went there, and he did cast the demon out. And in Matthew seven twenty, he said to the disciples, because they were asked, why, can't we, why couldn't we do it? He said, because of your little faith. For truly, I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, I mean, that's a tiny, mustard seed's tiny. But if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. And these were his disciples. These were people that were walking with Jesus on a daily basis, and they still didn't have the grain of a mustard seed. If they didn't have that faith 2,000 years ago when he was with them, and yeah, it may be, it is more difficult today, but that also tells me us as human beings have a tough time with faith. This also, Mark talks about this same situation in his book. And one of my favorite passages of the Bible is there because it, 
<laughs> this passage really is about me as well. Mark talks about it in 9:22 through 24. And this is the father talking to Jesus. He's already told Jesus, you know, what was wrong with the boy. And he says, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. That is so me. Sometimes I, my belief is just, in God is just so solid. And then one small thing happens and it's just crumble. Or I believe in God for one area of my life and completely don't in another area. Or one morning I will give something to God and not 10 minutes later I take it right back again and try to control it myself. It is difficult. Faith is difficult. But there are ways to grow your faith. These are not simple. They're not meant to be simple. God himself, or Jesus, I'll say Jesus, Jesus himself said, the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Are you one of the few? That's your decision. And again, listen to my last episode if you haven't yet, because it, it, it talks about hell a little bit and some things that I found out about that. Anyway, growing your faith. Here are some things that I believe that you can do to grow your faith. And these are biblically based. One, go to a local church every week. I know with COVID, a lot of churches shut down. Many of them shut down permanently. But that doesn't mean every church is shut down, and that doesn't mean that they won't open back up. If you've got a good church, hopefully they're at least online and are planning to open back up soon if they're not already. Go to a local church every week. Now, you might say, well, I don't have a local church near me that believes the way that I believe or does the things the way that I do. Or like a person that I know, they won't let me on the choir, so I'm not going to go to that church. Stop that. That's vanity. Stop it. Seriously. Go to a local church. Don't worry about where you can serve or, or what that is. If you can get to a local church and you can empty the garbage every week, then go to that church. Forget that pride. Forget that vanity. Just go to a local church every week. And that is biblical. Acts 2, 4, uh, 2.46. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Now that was a daily basis. So you really should be at your church more than just once a week. I'm going to talk, to, talk about that a little bit more. But go to a local church. And I've had people tell me, well, I don't, you know, there's just not a church that, that resonates with me in my local area. Well, okay. I live in Pierce County, Washington. It is known as being the least churched county in the least churched state in the entire United States. And there are four churches that I know of within 20 minutes that believe the way that I do. And so if you haven't found a church that resonates with you, you haven't gone to enough churches. Give each church four weeks minimum. Go there for four weeks and tieth to them. I'm going to talk to that, talk about that a little bit in just a second here, but go there for a minimum of four weeks. If after four weeks, it still doesn't resonate with you. Make sure you have your next church on your list. Make a list of 10, 15, 20 churches to go to. 
Keep going until one does resonate with you. Start praying to God. Maybe it doesn't resonate with you, but maybe it's where God wants you. Maybe God wants you to be there to help change that church. That's always a possibility as well. Pray to God when you go to each church and ask God if that's where he wants you to be. So first, grow your faith. Go to a local church every week. You need to start learning more about God and what other people say about God. Online is not the same. It isn't. And if every church in your area, maybe you're in one of the countries where they still have everything locked down and you have absolutely no choice, then you have no choice. But if you're in America, churches are opening back up. If you're in England, churches are opening back up. Go to a local church every week. Grab your mask and wear your mask. Ask people around you to wear their masks when they're there if they're not wearing them. Whatever whatever it takes. Churches are not going to look down on you because you're wearing a mask. And and I this is one. If you go to a church and everyone scoffs at you because you are wearing a mask, then you can go to a different church. You won't even have to wait the four weeks. Go ahead and go to a different church. No church should do that. Another way to grow your faith, start volunteering. You go to that local church, find out how you can volunteer at the church. You should be volunteering at your church and outside your church. This is another great one. One of the biggest things that COVID has done is the amount of depression has risen, I mean, skyrocketed 10, 20 fold around the world. This is situational depression because of what's going on. I'm not talking about clinical depression. That's something different. If you have clinical depression, get help. Go to a psychiatrist, a psychologist, go to your doctor, start getting some help. But if you have situational depression, the easiest way to get rid of that is to help other people, especially help other people that are even worse off than you are, because it's kind of difficult to be depressed about what's going on in my life. If I'm looking at somebody that, you know, doesn't even have a job, has absolutely no money at all, and I hate to say that, but I kind of start feeling better about, about what's going on with me. And, and I, and I feel much better about helping them. So start volunteering in and out of your church. Number three, start trusting in God and do that by tithing a minimum of 10% of your money. Now I say that because 95% of people that go to church don't tithe 10%. They say the Bible doesn't require it. And that is true. Back in the Old Testament, in the time of the Jews, it was required that you give 10% of your money to the church, and you could be thrown in jail if you didn't. You could. I mean, they had to prove it, of course, and there was a, there was a law stuff, but if you didn't tithe 10% of your money, you could be thrown in jail. Jesus did abolish that. He abolished the requirement. He didn't abolish tithing. In fact, if you look in the New Testament, on average, people tithe 20% or more. In Acts, there's even places where it talks about people would sell their homes. They'd sell where they were living and give all of the money to the church. In today's market, in America at least, yeah, that could be $100,000, $50,000 you're just giving to the church. You're giving all, you, know, you sell your home, you have nowhere to live, and yet you're giving all the money to the church. That, was, that happened back in the New Testament. So tithing 10% of your money is nothing compared to what they tithe in the New Testament. And God gives us a lot of promises throughout the Bible. You know, promise of going to heaven if we have faith. There's a lot of promises there. People think that tithing 
is one of the only times where God says, test me on this or try me on this. It's not. There's lots of places. But in Malachi 3.10, God also says, try me on this. Tithe 10%. See what starts happening in your life. That doesn't mean that more money is going to come into your life necessarily. But I, when I started tithing 10% every week, no matter what, I tell you what, my life just started getting better. And not necessarily that things around me started getting better, but things around me didn't just didn't affect me as much anymore. I wasn't as worried about things that were going on around me. It's it's weird. I I actually like to tithe. And don't worry. Some people won't tithe because they'll say, well, the pastor drives this kind of car or does this thing or goes out. Or uh, my pastor is a big outdoorsman. And so he's got serious outdoor stuff. And I can say, well, he spends all this money on outdoor stuff. This is, this is what he's doing with my money. No, it's not your money. It's God's money. What the pastor does with it, the pastor's going to have to explain to God when he dies. It's that simple. Our job is to tithe 10% to our local church. And yes, our local church. If you're giving money to online ministries when your local church is open, that's not tithing. That's an offering, which is different. You should be tithing 10% to your local church. So many churches have closed because people aren't tithing to them. Now, that doesn't mean that you should be tithing to a church that you don't believe in. But like I said, if you're going to a church for those four weeks to see if it's the right church for you to go to, tithe to that church while you're going there. What does it matter? So it's not the right church for you. That doesn't mean you can't help them out. Think of it this way. You're trusting God with your eternal soul. What's so difficult about trusting him with 10% of your money? Number four, read your Bible every day. Yeah, every day. Yes, every day. Oh, it's so difficult. No, it's not. You can spend 10 minutes doing it. I don't have the time. Um, I'm going to call BS on that. We have the time for the things that we think are important. So what you're telling me is you don't think reading the Bible is important. It is. It's one of the most important things that you can do. There may even be a, you're listening to this podcast. So you obviously either have a computer or a cell phone or mobile phone, whatever you want to call it. I call them mini computers now because they're not even barely phones anymore, are they? But especially if you have a cell phone or mobile phone, grab the version app. It's a, fantastic. There may even be a Bible podcast that you can download and listen to. The version app has, has audio versions as well, too. So you can do that. But what I like about the version app is that you can do plans. And you can tell it that you want to do a certain plan. You can read the Bible in a year. And so it does every day. It gives you things that you can do for that year. And if you miss a day, no big deal. You can go back and catch up. They even have some days that are catch-up days if you miss a day or two. And it reminds you every day to read it. You have no excuse not to read your Bible every day. But not don't just read it and then put it down and then walk away and do your own thing for the rest of the day. I mean, so many people go to church each week and they check that box. I went to church. I went to church. That's good. Start thinking about what God's trying to tell you through your church messages. Think of what God's trying to tell you and what you're reading. Allow God to work more in your life. Because remember, you're listening to this podcast because you want to have more faith in God. These are ways to do that. Start doing them. And you don't have to do every one every time, but I hope that you've been writing these down. And if not, let's grab pen, paper, get out your notepad on your computer, 
get out your audio recorder on your phone, whatever it might be. So to grow your faith, number one, go to church every week. Number two, start volunteering. Number three, start trusting in God by tithing a minimum of 10%. Number four, read your Bible every day. And number five, join a Bible study group. Again, Acts 2, 4 through 6, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. This is after Jesus died. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. And you don't have to join a daily group. A weekly group would be fine. And I think, I think a Bible study group, if you can't find one locally, no problem with doing an online Bible study group. There's many of them. And yeah, you may have to go through and find one that works best for you and, and resonates with you best. And again, give each one at least four weeks. See how it does for you in a four-week period of time. If after four weeks it doesn't do good, go on to the next group. But those are my five ways to help you grow your faith. And I give these to you because those are five ways that I grew my faith. I started going to church every single week. This was a while ago, but for a long time, for the first year or two after I became a Christian, I'd go to church when I thought about it or when I decided to or you know when I wasn't too hungover to, to go. No, that's when I would go. I didn't volunteer. I didn't tithe. I would tip. You know, I'd give a couple bucks into the offering so that people would see me give money into there. I didn't read my Bible, and I, of course, no, did not join Bible study groups. When I started doing these things on a consistent basis, my faith started growing so much more. And even talking about this, I'm not part of a, of a Bible study group right now. I'm going to get back into that because that, that's going to help me even grow my faith more. So you're not alone in this. I need to join one too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Simple Christians Podcast. Remember to rate and review it, please. It's going to help me get this out to even more people. Y'all have a great day.